Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And he told us last night could be in the top one when it comes to intelligence on the football field, the old football IQ, as they call it. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline, we're asking you this morning, who gives Deshaun Watson the best chance to win the Super Bowl the fastest? Key had said the San Francisco 49ers. Jay weighed in with the Chicago Bears. Love to hear from you. Weighing in 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Key, Jay, and Z on Twitter if that's easier for you. Where can Deshaun win a Super Bowl the quickest? Deshaun, fellas, has made it known that he would have liked to have been involved in the search for a new GM and the still search for a head coach. So I want to bring this issue up because in our last segment, we were talking about some of the travails that Eric Bieniemy has had had for a couple of years. And generally speaking, the difficulty some minority head coaches are key is saying in this particular case, black head coaches have had the opportunity to lead an NFL team. So I'm going to pose this question for you. There are three openings right now, but let's unofficially, officially put the Lions to the side with Dan Campbell getting that job. The Texans remains swirling with controversy. Eagles job is open. Bienemy actually ended his playing career playing for Philly. So let's just use one of those two. You could use either one, understanding one is much more baggage than the other. I'm going to pose this question. Which would be more palatable to you? Which would you prefer to see? And would this calm some of your feelings on Bienemy? Here's the situation. Bienemy 51 finally gets that first head coaching opportunity. I think that's the one everybody wants to see. Let me pose another question to you. What if, instead of Bienemy being the black coach that is hired, if there is one in this cycle, it is a black coach that has been fired and gets a second opportunity because that has also been a major complaint among minority coaches. They get stuck with bad jobs, they struggle, and then they can't get a second opportunity. Are there exceptions? Yes. Hugh Jackson coached two teams. The late great Art Shell coached a couple teams. Jim Caldwell coached a couple of teams. Herm Edwards, our old colleague here, coached a couple of teams. So I get that it has been done, but not with the regularity that you see with other white coaches. So, Keith, I'll pose this to you. enemy gets passed over. But instead, Leslie Frazier, who was the coach of the Vikings, African-American, D.C., the Bills, he gets a second opportunity. Todd Bowles, Jets head coach, Bucks, D.C., gets a second opportunity. How would you feel if there is a black coach represented in this cycle, but it's not the enemy and it's someone who gets a second crack that people thought would never get one? I'd feel good. That means that, that people understand that they've done a good job at the stops that they're at now. And they needed time to maybe become a better head coach the second time around. And I'm fine with that, but it still doesn't excuse a guy that has a track record in a resume like Eric Bieniemy to be passed over. There were seven job openings. Just because you hire one, now we have the conversation, you hire one out of seven when there's other opportunities. Well, I would be satisfied the fact that Coach Frazier or Ty Bowles would get a second opportunity, or Coach Caldwell would get a third opportunity, of course that would satisfy your taste buds, but it still doesn't excuse that a qualified guy like Eric Bieniemy that has led a charge in, in, in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes to go on to win another Super Bowl and to steer an offense as one of the top offenses in the National Football League, having a chance to win a second Super Bowl when others have been in that same situation and couldn't do it, you know, it's just... That's what it is. And what's so funny about that, though, Zubin, is when you talk about other guys that have been in that sick position, it always, the goalpost is always moving, though. I, I, and I said this the other day to you, 
and Jay, I said, I was listening. I don't even remember who was calling the game, but it was, I remember them saying that Andy Reid is doing such a terrific job at calling the plays. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's Eric Bieniemy calling the plays. It's mm-hmm. Andy Reid giving input. It's Eric Bieniemy calling the plays. Andy Reid giving the input. But for whatever reason, they just assume Andy Reid's calling the plays. Or they didn't want to give Eric Bieniemy the credit for calling the plays. I can look at it a couple different ways. But if they were to hire Leslie Frazier or Todd Bowles, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. And they probably would do a better job than they did in Minnesota, which he ran out of time, and Todd Bowles would do hopefully a better job than he did in New York. But it does not excuse the Eric Bieniemy non-hiring, if exactly. that was to take place. Key, let's re- just remove color for a second, even though I, that's a major factor in all this. To answer your question, Zubin, I still will be really peeved. I will be pretty angry about it because the resume itself warrants a head coaching job. Just the straight up resume of what he's been able to accomplish, Key, with this offense, with all the numbers, the metrics just prove that he deserves a job. Now, you add the fact that he's African American in a league that doesn't have that kind of representation, that makes it even easier. Uh, but the resume, first and foremost, Zubin, speaks for itself. It stands apart from all the other names you just mentioned. And, and when you think about it, though, Zubin, it's, it's so it's the, it's the craziest thing. I, I played in the game, and I've been around it for a very long time in the NFL, right? Eric Bieniemy was a running back coach. He coached Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was just a running back coach. Then all of a sudden, that wasn't good enough, and then he became a coordinator who handles the quarterback. For many years, you had to be a quarterback whisperer and a guru to get a head coaching job and an offensive coordinator. They, and we were never put in that position. Now we put in that position by the great coach Andy Reid, and he still feels like he's not going to get a job just based on what Dan Graziani, my guy, as I call him Graziani, I know, yep. said <laughs> the other day on our show, that it feels as though he's going to get shut out. It just feels that way. And even if Houston hire him, hires him, it's going to feel like they just did it to try to save face with the star of the team in Deshaun Watson, who still may want to get out. And think about that for a second, Zubin. Um, all of a sudden, how that narrative, even if you're Eric Bieniemy, has to change to a degree in your own mind. Right? It, it, instead of the Houston Texans calling you first initially without Deshaun Watson demanding that they call you, you feel like, hey – based upon the the merits of what I've been able to accomplish, I deserve this type of recognition. Now you're getting the token phone call because a player had to force their hand to take this job. Even if you do take the job because the money is better, uh, that's something that you have to live with. And I'm not saying that's going to deter you from taking the money or the longevity of the position, uh, and you could potentially change things around, but still – that's like inception, man. That, that's a hell of a seed to have planted in your mind that that's the only reason you got the job. And, and on top of that, Jason Williams, only reason why you got the job is because Deshaun Watson hired you. Imagine how that's going to resonate exactly, throughout. The re- th- imagine how that resonates throughout the locker room when something doesn't go well. Man, only reason why you got the job anyway is because uh, Deshaun, you, you, you know, all that sort of stuff. He shouldn't be forced with that type of pressure put on his back if he becomes the head coach of the Houston Texans. And they look, they screwed. I wouldn't take that job. Well, they screwed it up prior to Nick Casario coming over. They screwed it up. 
Kyle McNair and Jack Easterby. They screwed it up. Nick has nothing to All he's there to do, as I said before, is drive that bus, run over them a couple times, boom, 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 run them over again, and then go to Deshaun and say, see, I don't deal with those guys either. You're my guy. I'm here for you. He needs to do that, sell that, and keep them away. Don't have them even get over there. I don't want you meeting with Deshaun. I don't need you talking. He needs to go to Kyle McNair. Shh, don't say anything. (laughs) I know you're the owner. Just own. Don't say anything else. That's what he needs to do, seriously. Mm -hmm. Don't, Zubin, shh, don't say anything else. I'll handle it. You just sit in the box. I don't even want to see you at practice. How about that? That's what he needs to do. Yes. And the last word I would say on this is if you take a look at who's left, there's only four teams left that could win the Super Bowl. Both of the Bucks coordinators are African-American. And obviously, if you have success with Patrick Mahomes, I think if you have success with Tom Brady, the same corollary would apply to Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles, and then Leslie Frazier. So think about that. There are three top-level candidates left because all you have to do is see where they are at this point, and that's the line of demarcation. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't great. And, and, and what I would say, what I would say about the NFL all 32 teams clearly don't feel the same because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers historically have put African-American men in position of power. Mm-hmm. They, so that organization doesn't feel like some other organizations. You're feel. talking Tony Dungy, Raheem Morris, all you those just, guys. You just look at that. Byron Leffridge, Raheem Morris, uh, Tony Dungy, one of our head strength coaches was African-American when I was playing there. I mean, you just look at it. Some of the scouting department, some of the heads in the scouting department, uh, uh, Shelton Qualls, who played there with me, was a pro personnel director. I mean, you start to look at certain organizations in their hiring practice. Everybody doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Bucks even have females on the staff. It's yes. not just going beyond no. the minorities. Yes. It's giving other people an opportunity a- a- that have been absolutely. underrepresented. Okay, so it won't be underrepresented with regards to the number of teams that want to Sean. If you have a quarterback opening and let's say you're not in Seattle, Green Bay, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, there's a whole host of teams that would love to Sean Watson. So we're asking you this morning on the Twitter feed, essentially – Deshaun Watson can win the Super Bowl fastest with whom? Yes, we've already taken him out of Houston. <laughs> he can win the Super Bowl fastest with whom? Let's get right to the phone calls. We'd love to hear from you. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, Z on Twitter. Calvin is in Chicago. You're on ESPN Radio. What do you say? Hey, good morning to y'all, gentlemen. Man, I got to say, I got two things, man. I got to agree with Jay and I got to agree with Key Will. Uh, first of all, Jay, Key I'm Will. a Chicago That's guy. A new I name. <laughs> yeah, I, I want him to come to Chicago, but, you know, it's too bad, Jay. We showed implicit bias, like y'all said, because, mm-hmm. like Keyshawn said, when he was on ESPN radio, on satellite radio, he said when the Bears were thinking about moving off Jay Cutler, he said go after Watson. But for some odd reason, they saw color, so they didn't want that. But, Key, here's my point. He should go play with your cousin in New Orleans. Give up everything. Y'all got a defense. Y'all got two dynamic running backs and great receivers. You can win there and still be a luxury. What do you think? New Orleans is a great spot, but when we talk about teams, I want to be realistic. New Orleans doesn't have anything to give. So, I mean, like, what you going to give? Well, I will say they said there are successors already in-house, not out-of-house. And well, yes, well, 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 well. If they <laughs> yes. have stuff to give, Zubin, your successor it. will be out-of-house very Jameis quickly. Winston, Just Taysom Hill, 
Deshaun Watson. And by the way, the uh, Saints have already given up a haul for one player in their past in yeah. the draft. Yeah, but they don't have anything, you know, right? This year, yeah. next year, like, what do you if, – if, if I'm Houston, there's two teams at the top. There's Jacksonville and the Jets sitting at one and two. Miami's at three. Why would I want to take the 20 – I don't know, what are, what's New Orleans, the 24th pick of the draft or something like that? I don't want that mess, and I don't want that next year because you'll be in that same spot again next year if I give you Deshaun. You're going to give me a low pick again next year. It, 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 on the surface, it's great, Jay Wright. It looks good, but they don't have anything to give them to acquire him. You, you got the capital. Yeah. You got to be more realistic about the teams that he could potentially win a championship with immediately. Zubin, if I'm trading Deshaun Watson, if I'm trading Deshaun Watson, if we can't work it out, I'm holding teams of ransom. For Deshaun Watson. There's no doubt about it. It could be the biggest haul either team gets, depending on what you give up and what you get. Uh, Jay, uh, who is a Keys neighbor in Brooklyn, Jay in Brooklyn is joining us on ESPN Radio. Take the trash out, parking every side. They, they do the whole thing on their block. Jay in Brooklyn, best fit for Deshaun to win quick. Peace, peace, Kings, peace. Um, I think Deshaun will be a great fit. And hear me out with the Dallas Cowboys due to the fact that you have a situation over there with um, Dak Prescott and him being a little bit younger than Dak Prescott. I think that would be a better fit, and he has so many weapons over there, and they have young weapons. So they just have to fix their defense on the draft avenue. But other than that, I think that would be an avenue that he can look at. I don't know if I do that, Key. I, I think Dak Prescott means too much to that organization and to those players on that roster. He's the bona fide leader. I'm not saying that Deshaun's talent doesn't speak for itself, but I don't think there's a a major drop-off between Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott. You, you're probably more right toward that. I was having a conversation with my sports agent uh, two days ago about that. He said, you know, we were going through the Deshaun scenario or whatever, and he said to me, he goes, Dallas. I said, a healthy Dak and Deshaun is basically kind of sort of the same thing. Not quite, but close enough to where you don't give up a haul to get a guy that's basically the same to a degree if he's healthy. And on top of that, the money that you got to give Deshaun that you didn't want to (laughs) give to Dak Prescott on top of all the picks to acquire him. So it, it, I get it. It sounds good, but they would never do that. It's got to be realistic. It's got to be realistic. Keeping them in the Lone Star State, that would be amazing. I, Twitter would just explode. The internet would break. What are all those old uh, cliches? I mean, that would be unbelievable. Think about happened. it. Uh, it, it. Dad Prescott was playing at the MVP level, right, two years ago. I think it was two years ago. Early this year, he was off to an incredible start. Well, man, the time is screwing me up. (laughs) Whatever it was. Right, right. Uh, The last time we saw him healthy. Yeah, last time we saw him healthy, he was doing (laughs) fabulous. And so as you look at it, you like, you know, that's kind of close. That's one of those close things. We didn't see it through the rest of the season to finish the product. And we saw Deshaun finish the product to the end of the year where he led the league in passing yards of over 4,800. So you sit there and you go, the Cowboys would be better off with him. Well, that's because the dude ankle is broke, man. Let's be realistic here. And I'm not giving three number ones and Dak Prescott up for Deshaun plus another $200 million. 
I'm not doing that. Last thing, keep in mind that the Cowboys offseason program for everyone will begin in March. Jeremy Fowler, NFL reporter, told us this morning the artificial trade deadline, if there is such a thing, would be April. So you could see, if you're the Texans, you could see a healthy Dak Prescott running through OTAs. I know it's not game, but you would see him healthy again and possibly have another month to pull the trigger and make a deal. Phil in Ohio, you're on ESPN Radio. Watson, Super Bowl, quickest where? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Listening to you guys every morning. Uh, I want to run a couple things by you. First is, uh, I'm going to agree with Keyshawn. I think uh, that the Niners are a great fit for Deshaun Watson. Um, I think they could probably give up Garoppolo and a a couple other pieces. And uh, when they get that defense healthy and back, uh, they're dynamite on the defensive side. Uh, They have enough weapons on the offensive side with a healthy Debo Samuel, uh, a healthy Brandon Ayuk, and those running backs, too, if they can stay healthy. I like Raheem Mostert. And also... I think if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm doing everything in my power to try to get um, Urban Meyer and try to get him to Sean Watson because I don't know if he can develop a quarterback or not. And also I think Deshaun Watson has established himself to be a top five quarterback in this league. And uh, with Urban Meyer only having five years, uh, it's going to take a couple years to get that program going again. And I just think Deshaun Watson would be somebody that you know what he gives. And Trevor Lawrence is a guy that you know what he could give, uh, but you're not sure about. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, you, you, you look, he, he hit all the points right. The Ayuk out of San Francisco is a young receiver from Arizona State. Uh, Samuel, Debo Samuel, South Carolina, young receiver. Most are young running back. You pair him with those guys. Maybe you give up something on the defensive side of the ball to them, along with Garoppolo and a bunch of picks. John Lynch, certainly my former teammate, knows how to get a deal done, so maybe they're eyeing that, they're sniffing it, they're certainly filling it out. Let's move on from that, and you say, well, what about Jacksonville? Yeah, remember the Indianapolis Colts moved on from great Peyton Manning because Andrew Luck was sitting there. And if you, and if no. you feel like Cut him. this is a once-in-a-lifetime talent in Trevor Lawrence and he's a family guy and all those great things, then maybe if you are Houston, you say, we're going to move on. We'll take that number one pick and some other stuff. And we think Trevor Lawrence is better than you anyway. And take Trevor Lawrence. Go right ahead. Zubin? Hell no. Mm. Not doing it. It it might be great for the Jaguars. It might be great for Urban Meyer. But if I'm Deshaun Watson, I have no trade clause. I ain't going going to the Jags, Keith. That's true, too. You ain't going to send me from Houston to the Jags. I'm trying to win. Yeah, I'm trying to go to a place where I can trust in management and we have tools and position skill players where I can go win yesterday. Yeah, I don't know if I want to live in Jacksonville. Though. I ain't going. No offense to Jacksonville, no but they're going to have to build. Yeah. Y'all going to have to build. Y'all have to build go without me. Down, I can go further down south and go to Miami. Thank you. I deal with that. Or that Thank other you. locale you played in. Well, no, Tom's there. <laughs> Terrific Tom. And you ain't replacing Tom Brady for another couple years. I thought you meant just living down there. Oh, Zubin, no. I'm telling Houston, go back to the drawing board and come back to me with something that's real. When it's real, then we can talk. If, I, if I'm Deshaun, though, I understand the taxes, but in the grand scheme of things, yeah. that ain't really going to be, you know what I'm saying? I don't think yeah. that that's really going to matter for him. Uh, San Francisco, to me, is the number one landing location for a guy who needs, or not needs, but a guy who wants to be able to win a championship. Wouldn't this be fascinating, though? The San Francisco 49ers against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl two years from now. I think it's two years from now in L.A. San Francisco and Deshaun Watson, Kansas City, and Patrick Mahomes. Future of the league. That Mm. would be awesome. Mm. That would be awesome. 
Let's sneak in one more. Is it more. next year in L.A.? I think my oh. producer said next year now. They move so much stuff around. Come on, now, pandemic. You know. Be over so we can be there. I'm trying to be there, Key. I don't, Jay. I, sh- right. Brady having a chance to play in his own stadium. More likely than golf playing in his stadium in Super Bowl 56. Wow. Just wow. taking and going out on a limb. Come on. <laughs> Or Wolford. Maybe, singers. maybe it's Wolford. It's well, no, I, I, thought <laughs> I'm just it was, I'm just kidding. I thought it was two years from now, but it's next year because they keep moving stuff, whether right. it's the Pro Bowls or the, the drafts. I thought they moved the Super Bowl back because the stadium was taking too long to get built. But yeah. it's next year. Indeed. SoFi Stadium, the $5 billion stadium. No Pro Bowl this year, but there will be a Pro Bowl celebration program on ESPN. So if you always kind of end the year watching the Pro Bowl, watch out for that. On ESPN. Let's try to sneak in Jason in Tennessee real quick. You got to get something back. You need maybe a top 10 pick to draft your quarterback in the future if you're giving up to Sean Watson. So, Jason in Tennessee, what makes the most sense? Good morning, guys. I what love up? the show. What up, uh, appreciate you. I've got, I've got something big for you. Maybe you all didn't think about. Ooh, now, okay. we're going off teams that can get him to the Super Bowl quickest, but another factor to look at is new coaches. Arthur Smith, Atlanta Falcons. Now, he's a new coach. There's been talk about Ryan being traded, something going on with Ryan. I think he's got one more year left in his deal. If Atlanta Falcons dealt Matt Ryan to Deshaun Watson with the new coaches talking back and forth, Atlanta's already a strong, powerful team. We know that. They have Super Bowl potential. Now, Atlanta's weak on the run game, but they've got the draft coming up, their fourth-round draft pick this year. They could draft a quarterback possibly. They could do many things. But if they traded Matt Ryan, to Houston for Deshaun Watson, then grabbed a running back. Think about that mix. Fourth overall pick the Falcons have in this mm-hmm. draft. Great point. And Atlanta's going to get a quarterback in the draft if they move on from Matt Ryan. If Matt Ryan goes to San Francisco or whatever the case may be, uh, that would be a good. That would be a good spot. I'm okay I, you with know, it. I don't. I don't. I don't poo poo it. Deshaun's from Georgia, right? Gainesville, Georgia. He grew yeah. up there. Yeah. So. Maybe there's a fit there. Okay, Jason, I see you. Love it. We'll keep an eye on that again. The fourth overall pick is huge for the team that would need to draft the quarterback on the way back for somebody like Houston. A reminder, this is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. And the last thing I would say about a trade, I probably should have said this like five days ago when we started talking about this. Deshaun Watson can be traded. Folks, Joe Montana was traded. Wayne Gretzky was traded on multiple occasions, okay? We're talking about the greatest player to ever put on skates, maybe the greatest quarterback of all time. Close second to Key, who obviously we love out there on the rink. But think about it. If Gretzky can get traded and Montana can get traded, everybody can get traded. On the way, our reporter is trading in his credential. Key doesn't know what a credential is. His (laughs) UFC credential to cover Conor McGregor in his comeback this weekend. He's putting that to the side, the best MMA reporter in the sport to talk about his other sport and his team. Family of Cowboys fans. Only Cowboys fans. And you're a Bills fan. I'm a diehard Bills fan. I'll give you the floor. And I have to say, I think that was the greatest victory for the Buffalo Bills in the last two decades. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. No reason to circle the wagons on Saturday night. There was no need to rally. They won that game rather handily. Speaking of circling the wagons and Boomer, Chris Berman will join us tomorrow right here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. That was on the Bills Radio Network, and great to have Boomer with us tomorrow. We're also this morning joined by Ariel Helwani on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Ariel is a huge Bills fan. But we'll get to that in one second because most of you know him as the best MMA insider in the sport. Right now over on ESPN, as strange as it sounds, it's UFC fight night in the morning. But there's a big one coming up here, Ariel. The return of Conor McGregor against mm-hmm. Dustin Poirier Saturday night. You can see it on ESPN, pay-per-view, ESPN+, Plus, the whole deal. What do you expect from the return of McGregor in this fight? And then we'll get to your Bills fandom. I know you're bursting to talk about it. Well, you know, guys, it's hard for me to formulate my thoughts right now. I have so many emotions. I mean, you guys have been on uh, since, what, September. I listen every morning religiously. First time you call me, six months later, my bills are about to go to the Super Bowl. I'm freaking out over here. I'm talking to Keyshawn Johnson, who I hated when he was a member of the New York Jets. I love Jay Will. I love Zubin. we got Conor McGregor coming back. There's a lot going on over here, guys. I just want to let you know I'm sort of freaking out. But to answer your question, trying to keep it together, this is a big deal. This is sort of like our Super Bowl, right? Connor coming back. He fights once a year these days. He wanted to fight three times in 2020. The pandemic and issues with Dana White halted those plans. He's coming back against the guy who he beat in 2014, Dustin Poirier, who has improved tremendously since that fight. He's one of the best fighters in the world. And for Connor, this is an opportunity to, uh, to right the wrongs of last year, to go on a run, to prove that he's still the man, to prove that he's the best lightweight on the planet, to get back his lightweight title. There's a lot going on in Abu Dhabi right now. Why should I tune in to this fight? Why should I order it and tune in? Okay, let me, let me put it in football terms for you, Keyshawn. You know Josh Allen? You know how he's the MVP? You know how he's the best player in the league? Stephon Diggs? You know guys like that? That's sort of like Conor McGregor in MMA, right? Like the best guy, right? The biggest draw. I don't know if that makes sense, but like he's the man, right? And when he fights, it's a big deal. He's, he's a spectacle. He's, he's, he's a showman. He's a great fighter. I said on Monday... He's the most underrated or one of the most underrated fighters in the game. And a lot, of, uh, a lot of the haters, as they say online, called me crazy. But if you just look at his skills, he's a fantastic fighter. And he's a fighter who doesn't get enough credit for his skills. And so, like I said, Dustin has improved tremendously since their last fight. He won an interim title a couple of years ago. This is a fight that he wants to get back. It's a grudge match. There's just a lot at stake. And, oh, by the way, the winner of this fight, could be next for Khabib Nurmagomedov, who I think is the most dominant fighter in the history of the sport, who retired suddenly in October. We all remember what happened in October of 2018 when uh, Connor and Khabib fought. That's mm-hmm. the biggest fight in UFC history. It would be the most lucrative fight in UFC history if they fought. So, like I said, a lot at stake. Seems like you're oozing with a lot of confidence about this weekend's That's matchup right. against That's the right. Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. How much confidence, though, when you hear Patrick Mahomes is practicing later today you will have that the Bills will go on an arrowhead and get the W. Let me be very clear for you, Keyshawn, right now. We want the best. Like Rick Flair once said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. I hope 
Patrick Mahomes is ready. I hope he's 100% healthy. I hope he gets clear today because let me tell you something. We have the best defensive coordinator in the league. He should be a head coach right now, Leslie Frazier. We've got the best offensive coordinator in the league, Brian Dable. He should be a head coach right now, but that's great. We want both those guys on our team, and we've got the best coach. He should be the coach of the year, Mr. Sean McDermott. Forget about Stefanski. Look what McDermott has done with that squad. Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, they're two peas in a pod. We've got a great running game. Devin Singletary is going to have a huge game on Sunday. I feel it in my bones. We're going back to Tampa, guys. The site of the Super Bowl back in 1990. We know what happened when Mr. Norwood mm. missed that field goal. It's going to be perfect. And we're going to play Tom Brady, and it will exercise all our demons <laughs> in one season. We'll sweep the Patriots. We'll beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. We're going back to Tampa to finally be the champions of the world. I cannot wait. Three more weeks, guys. So you much, you much rather see the Bucks than the Packers in the Super Bowl? That's what you're saying. For sure, you want the I want to stick it to Mr. Tom Brady. He gave us so many nightmares. So many, they broke our hearts time and again, Jay. Well, you know all about it. They did so many bad things to the Bills, and they stuck it down our throats. They were not professional. We all know what the Patriots did. I don't want to talk about the Patriots. I want Tom Brady. I want Tom Brady. I want old man Tom Brady in the Super Bowl in Tampa. I want this to be the first home game Super Bowl, right? A home team has never played in the Super Bowl since they went to the neutral site. I want all the chips in their favor. Everyone's counting us out. No one thinks the Bills should be here. No one. Th- they all, oh, you, you guys jump through tables. Oh, you guys are cute. Bills Mafia. Oh, circle the wagons. No, 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 no. Like Conor McGregor said back in 2014, my friends, we're not here to take part. We're here to take over. I, I hate to do this to you because you're on a very good high right now and you're feeling yeah. the rhythm, feeling the vibe. What's up with Don't your you Toronto dare. Raptors? What's going oh. on with your squad well, right now? Well, listen, I was just telling you about Tampa. They shipped us off to Tampa. So, you know, unfortunately, uh, that's not really fair what's happened over there. But, you know, the rules are the rules and we have to deal with that. Uh, they're, they're, they're playing on the road every single game. And quite frankly, the fans that are attending, when they were attending, were cheering against them. But it's okay. Look, lost some big pieces. Mark Gasol, gone. Uh, Serge Ibaka, gone. You know, Lowry getting up there in age. Chris Boucher stepping up. I like the way he's been playing as of late. Siakam hasn't really panned out as of late. But I'm confident in Nick Nurse and the squad. By the way, Nick Nurse, head coach of Team Canada basketball, who, by the way, I'll say it right here on January, what is it, 19th, they will win gold at the Summer Olympics in 2021. How about that, Jay? Oh, well, you heard it here God. first. Put that off. Put that off. Canada basketball coming back. I'm so, with you. Sound like a lot of excuses to me, but anyway. What do you mean excuses, Keyshawn? You said it back in the day. Just give me the damn ball. Well, guess what? <laughs> Stephon Diggs wants the ball. He wants the ball against that secondary on Sunday. You, you don't think they're going to win, Keyshawn? You're telling me right now you don't think the Bills are winning on Sunday. I don't think that the Bills with a healthy wow. Patrick Mahomes are going in the arrowhead and advancing to Tampa for the Super Bowl. No, I do not. Wow. The lack of the run game doesn't concern you? No, none of it concerns they said, they said that Lamar Jackson was going to run all over them. They said that that, 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 that vaunted Ravens D was going to run all over them. Didn't they say that about the D on, on Saturday night? Didn't they say that about us? Yeah, you, you, you could have. 17-3. I think you guys should have beaten – Baltimore, there's no question about it. With the lack of passing game that Baltimore Ravens have, then Lamar wasn't on point at times. They missed some throws in the back of the end zone. So I, you get that W. There's no question about it. But it's a it's a tall task, man, to go in the arrowhead and take on Eric Bieniemy and, and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins is coming back. And you, it's just, you know, Kelsey. It's just, it's a, it's a tall task. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs, to bring this back to MMA, are sort of like Frankie Edgar, classic fighter who will win a lot of fights in brawls, 
But at the very end, we'll squeak out a decision win. Let's be honest. I mean, everyone's going all crazy about Chad Henney and that, and that shotgun on, on fourth down, but they squeaked that out against the Browns. And we all know the Browns is the Browns. It should have never been that close. The Bills have been laying the smackdown on everyone, right? I mean, we've been laying the smackdown on the Ravens. We laid the smackdown on the Colts, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Steelers twice. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it was a pretty amazing run ever since the Hail Mary against the Cardinals. And I remember everyone made fun of me. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins. By the way, that was an offensive pass interference. No one wants to talk about it, but it was. <laughs> everyone said, oh, they're done after that, right? What have they done since then? They haven't lost a game. Josh Allen's the MVP. Sean McDermott's the coach of the year. Stephon Diggs, comeback player of the year. Offensive coordinator Brian Dable, uh, Leslie Frazier, what more do you want from us? We are going to Tampa Bay. You heard it here first. Please clip it off. We are winning the Super Bowl in three weeks, and it's going to be a great day in Western New York. Finally, my Bills are champions. I can't wait. What more do you want from Can you tell them fired up? Yeah, most of our sports-specific analysts are here to talk about their sport. This guy goes UFC, NBA, (laughs) NFL. We love it, Ariel. We'll look for your special tonight on ESPN as we get ready for a huge night of UFC this weekend. Thank you very much. Remember me when they win, all right? And call me up. I might take your call. I might not. You, but I love you. So, Bills. All right, Ariel. That's Ariel Helwani, the MMA he insider. Hates me. <laughs> well, he did actually say that. He did actually say that. I respect it. I, I guess any Bills it. fans against the Jet legend like Key. A legend is retiring from the NFL. This just coming in moments ago, courtesy of Kevin Acey of the San Diego Union Tribune, who covered Phillip Rivers for years in San Diego slash Los Angeles. Now, of course, it's one year with the Colts. Phillip Rivers is retiring from the NFL. Frank Reich had said he thought he had multiple years left in him, Key. But real quick, Rivers is finished retiring from the National Football League. Good, good for him, man. When, when you retire, like when you know it's time, you go ahead and go. Don't Don't retire – too early and don't announce it. Don't retire too early and then don't announce it. And just stand around with one foot in and one foot out. He did the smart thing. Yeah, did all you could do. What? What? Why chase the ring? Brilliant, brilliant career. Brilliant career. We'll talk more about that next. And next, real or not real? Real or not legitimate landing spots for Deshaun Watson on the way next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. 
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. It's great to have you here on a Wednesday morning here in New York City where we've actually seen some snow and flurries this morning. I'm sure Key's fired up about that as, he, as that Southern California blood heads out into the New York really? winter. Little this flurries this morning. Yeah, little yeah. flurries this morning. So, big flurry of activity in the NFL. No story bigger than this this morning, just breaking a few moments ago. If you pass for 4,169 yards this year, and you threw for 24 touchdowns, and you had a career resurgence, and you've thrown for 4,000 yards at least for the last eight seasons in a vacuum, if I told you that, I don't think it would be time to hang it up. But Philip Rivers, the owner of all those records I just mentioned, by the way, also top five in passing touchdowns and passing yardage in the history of the National Football League key moments ago, telling Kevin Acey, a reporter in San Diego that covered him for the majority of his career, that he is indeed retiring from the NFL. His head coach, Frank Reich in Indy, said, I thought he had multiple years with an S left. Well, certainly looking at him, he had a couple more years, right? I mean, you could tell that he had a couple more years to play. Have you seen some of the quarterbacks running around on some of these teams in the National Football League? But when you know it's time and you know it, you just go ahead and you do it. Don't – he's done everything. He's going to go in the Hall of Fame at some point. Why would you continue to chase a ring that you probably aren't going to get? Patrick Mahomes is running around in the AFC. Deshaun Watson could potentially be on the move in the AFC. Or, and, and so when you start to think about some of the teams and Buffalo Bills and, and Josh Allen, New England eventually will get turned around, hopefully the Jets, Miami. So you start Tennessee's there. You start thinking about these sort of things. It's like, man, I played 17 years. I've accomplished everything I want to accomplish in life. It's time for me to, to take care of all 25 of my kids. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> Right. I mean, he's thinking those sort of things. And he has a job which is coaching high school football, something that he wants to do. So it's time to start that process. I just, you know, Zubin, when you broke the news about him retiring, and I know that we're on the verge of the AFC and NFC championship games, it automatically brought me back to the last time I remember Philip Rivers having a chance to potentially reach a Super Bowl was like around 13 years ago, right? It was an AFC Championship game he had against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, like, wasn't that around the time like where he, he ruptured his ACL? He was coming off surgery for his ACL and playing that game. And Yes, played through it. Uh, you know, being so close to something that everybody in the world tells you you need to measure your career based upon Super Bowls or championships. That's the only reason we talk about the greatest of the greats, right? Um, I, I think it takes a lot of moxie for a guy to be at peace with all the things he's been able to accomplish with the opportunity that he's had throughout the course of his career. Hall, he, Hall of Famer, in my opinion, no doubt about it. Uh, and, you know, just to say I'm at this point where it's enough, Key. I, I am okay with what I have accomplished, and I have done as much as I can do with the pieces I've been around with, the way this game is going, and now I'm going to commit myself to coaching high school bas- high school football and being around my family. I think it, it speaks volumes about him. You know, it's like when I retired, um, you know, I went through my last year in Carolina thinking about retirement. It was my 11th season. I had accomplished everything. I went to Pro Bowls. I won championships. I became Pro Bowl MVPs. I won the Super Bowl. I played in AFC, NFC championship games. I caught balls. I did everything I wanted to do. I didn't want to keep chasing and chasing. and I, I'm not that guy. I'm not chasing records. I'm not. You see guys that want to chase records and, and get beat up and stand around because they want to, they feel a self, you know, their self-esteem. They feel like they got to 
uh, uh, validate their careers based on certain things. I didn't feel that way. It was like, man, you know what? My last year in Carolina, I think I caught like 70-some balls with quarterbacks that was pedestrian. Mm -hmm. And I could have stayed on and played with other teams and just chased it. And that's how Phillip Rivers is. Like, why am I – okay, I I made a run at it in Indy. It didn't work out. I'm not going to prolong my retirement and my coaching career, something that I desperately want to do, and prolong spending more time with my family. So I've done everything. What is there left to do? And that's – you have to respect that, tip your hat off to it. He'll have a gold jacket one day. He didn't get a Super Bowl ring, but it does not – discredit his resume and the things that he did, not only for the Chargers in San Diego, the Chargers in L.A., as well as the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, last couple of things here. Jay mentioned that AFC Championship game where Rivers played six days after having knee surgery. Jay, I'm so glad you said it. Maybe it's serendipitous. That was 13 years ago today. That mm. was 13 years ago wow. today. We should mention he spent 17 years in the league. Key said 16 with the Chargers, one with the Indianapolis Colts. He started the final 240 games of his career. That is the second longest streak behind the all-time Ironman, Brett Favre, who we heard from earlier today. So he was incredibly durable. He will now become the head football coach at St. Michael Catholic High School in Fairhope, Alabama, as Key mentioned. By the way, they're still 20 years later talking, how in the world did Phillip Rivers, who grew up in Alabama, get out of the state of Alabama to go play college football? So he announced last May that he'd be taking over over and he is excited to move on to a different version of football one that won't pay nearly as much but one that might be equally rewarding as long as satisfying to him and his family who cares no question about it he is ready to go move on to the next stage of his life on the way the next stage for Kyrie could begin tonight in Cleveland some very interesting comments from Kyrie just hours away from his return cathartic in nature you'll hear them next